Coming to you live from the Mistopheles Studios, it's Dark Fringe Radio. All I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. And I'm the cure. That is power. Hey guys, it's uh, Will Martinez here with Dark Fringe Radio. Thanks for joining us on another adventure. And episode, of course, of Dark Fringe Radio. Couldn't do this, of course, without my co-host, Jake Losey. How are you, brother? What's up? I'm good, Dr. Jones. I'm good. It's an Dr. adventure. <laughs> Remember that fucking movie? And he had the fucking, he had the uh, the blocks tied to his feet. He was driving yeah. the fucking car. Yeah. Oh, man. So that, that <clears throat> uh, YouTube yeah. does like these free movies every month. And that's yeah. actually one of the movies. movies oh, was it? Yeah. I was actually watching it just the other night. It's kind of funny. You know what the fucked up part uh, thing about that movie is, is that I didn't realize it to fucking years later is that part two is a prequel to part one. Yeah. And I didn't get that. I was like, yeah. Yeah. I always thought that him, was a if sequel. You watch, and it if you really was in chronological order. Yeah. 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 You actually go two, one, three, four. right. Four. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank well, you. that's shit that we guys, we learn as we get older, but fuck, you know, I learned that probably like 10 years after the fact <laughs> i was like really i was like fuck okay yeah, yeah. that makes more sense but yeah, yeah okay. I, that was explained to me when i was a child <laughs> but it was explained to me i didn't explain to you hey listen it yeah I didn't, to me. My, I didn't my, that. my uncle jimmy was was deep in that kind of life and see i didn't have the uncle jimmy like <laughs> i i what can i say i've lived a blessed life you were blessed life yeah 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 well listen um this is uh another of course edition of Dark Fringe Radio, episode 94J. And yeah. uh, tonight we're going to be interviewing uh, Miss Tammy Chavez or Merhab Chavez uh, with Holly Weird Paranormal. You can check her out at Holly Weird Paranormal on uh, Instagram. And I tell you what, her Instagram stories are the best. So make sure you go ahead and check that out. We're going to be talking about a lot of the places that she's investigated, um, her history, background, her latest investigation at the Los Angeles Police Museum. Uh, we talk about a lot of that stuff. So it's a really good conversation with her. Uh, and I hope you guys enjoy it. But of course, I want to remind everybody how you can listen to the podcast. Very simply uh, done. Go to our website, darkfringeradio.com. Go right um, straight there and you can uh, listen to the uh, latest episode of Dark Fringe Radio right there at the bottom. You can scroll there and uh, you can see the uh, YouTube uh, um, actual stream of the latest episode. And um, of course, you can hear the latest episode in all your streaming sites, uh, which is you know iTunes, you know Stitcher, uh, Spotify, all those places. Of course, so you can check out all Dark Fringe Radio. And when you go there, please subscribe, give us a fucking rating, please help us out, please. Come on, yeah, come on, do us a you know do us a good one, please. Look at these punums here. Look at these <laughs> How on. can you say no to this, right? right. But uh, yeah, make sure you go right. ahead and do that. Exactly. And of course, so on many YouTube, people say no. make sure you check out our YouTube, uh, Dark Fringe Radio on YouTube. Subscribe and uh, make sure Great you go ahead and uh, leave some uh, comments there as well. It really helps us out. But yes, we could also follow our social media 
uh, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Dark Fringe Radio. So make sure you go ahead and do that as well. And uh, check out all our daily stuff, which I take care of and uh, try to keep that going on. <laughs> well, you comment and you know you get involved, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm 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 flaming content. You engage, sure. which is good. You I know engage. what I mean? I well, I'm our top fan, apparently. <laughs> yeah, but that's the good thing. You engage, and a lot of um we have a lot of listeners that engage on like uh, a more frequent basis, which is cool. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's some really know, good conversations out there. Exactly. And we get to know some of the people that we uh that listen to our show on a kind yeah, of more personal cool. basis, which is really cool. And um, you know, we appreciate all you guys that are like diehard listeners of Dark Fringe Radio. But um tonight again, uh, we're gonna have the interview with Miss Tammy Mirhab Chavez. But before we get into that, Jay, I wanted wow. to get right into the uh, mother load tonight, and of course, that is what the F Florida man and Florida man. A Florida man. A Florida man. Now to the town of Sefner, Florida, near Tampa, where last night the earth opened up as it does increasingly, and this time it swallowed a 37-year-old man as he slept in his home. A man accused of destroying a liquor store in Okaloosa County told police he was in Alice in Wonderland. Matthew Horace Jones also said a caterpillar smoking a hookah told him to do it. A man calls 911 while Collier County Sheriff's deputies are chasing him, and he says... Donald Trump, our president, is his personal friend, a close one at that. A Lake Worth man is uh, not too happy. He's accused of getting violent when waiters at a restaurant told him they weren't giving away free pizza. Covering Florida this morning, a Key West man is behind bars. Investigators say he was caught with a large amount of cocaine hidden in this Cookie Monster doll. All the shit. Jay, what do you have? No foreplay. No, no foreplay. No foreplay. We're going no right for the Doesn't beauty. buy me dinner. Doesn't ask no. me how's my no. mom. No, no. Just right into it. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay, hey. Mr. Man. That's how okay. we do it, bro. Mr. Has too much time. Okay, <laughs> fine. I got things to do. <laughs> time is money, bitch. Time is money. <laughs> and I got time to be fucking around. So, actually, so what do you have for this week for what they have Florida about? This Jay? conversation kind of bleeds into this. Okay. Florida couple try to get married Ooh. at someone else's mansion. Oh, wow. This just happened on April 23rd. Okay. An, ambi- an ambitious foot and ambitious. Oh, they're ambitious doing channel. I suddenly turned into a Biabi's mom. What are you talking about, Jay? You're talking about like a different language. And then he said ambitious and then the whole thing. What the so, f- Florida couple attempted to hold their two-day wedding celebration at a mansion they didn't have permission to use. Okay. But their intended nuptials ended before they could begin as the owner of the house called the police and turned them away at the gate. Yeah. Yeah. So they intended to get married in a place they had no permission at all whatsoever to get married. Yeah. In. They just showed up. Wow. Hey, we're going to have your our wedding here. Is that cool? What do they you mean? No. Say that if that's cool. They just like you're oh. calling the cops. <laughs> I, people are ballsy, no? We have meth. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. People are yeah. ballsy. People are ballsy. So what was like the the like the end result of this whole thing? Like what happened? Did anybody get like fucking put in jail? Oh, or? So they showed up the, when they showed up the morning of. Yeah. This house has been on the market, so they believe the house wasn't lived in. Got you. Uh, woman, woman called the cops, but by that point, everybody had left. So they got really what they wanted, really, at the end, though. 
No, they didn't get married. They didn't even make it on the property. Oh, <laughs> well, all that for nothing. Then, oh fuck. Well, literally, hey. they <sighs> showed up at the gate and said, "Hi, we thought it was empty. Can we have our wedding here?" No. No. <laughs> Why not? Because this property is for sale. <laughs> apparently, the bride did say that she felt it was it was God's will that they have their their wedding uh, in their yard, but. Well, it was also this, God's will. This woman, this woman told her to go stuff it. Yeah. Well, it was also God's will that it didn't happen in that person's yard. So maybe that's a sign of things to nope. come in your marriage. <laughs> well, listen, that's a hell of a story, Jay. Where did this happen in Florida? Any? Uh, no clue. Where? No clue. Okay. I was no just, clue, Florida. I, I was like, where could I fucking peg this story at? But that could uh, be it, I, I believe it was actually, I want to say it was in in jupiter or oh, west okay. palm beach area i believe um don't quote me on that it was from the sun sentinel and that's a fairly local paper for us so yeah yeah okay. it happened probably somewhere along the treasure coast i assume gotcha gotcha well listen jay uh hell of a story again for what the f florida woman i guess on this one on this occasion florida uh, families <laughs> family wow. occasion what a, mom what a- and dad and brother and sister getting married what a fucking story. But, you know, listen, it's not something that, uh, again, uh, surprises won't me. happen anywhere else, friends. Only in this fucking state of Only Florida. Only here. Exactly. Well, listen, Jay, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Of course, we're going to get into our interview here now in a second with Miss Tammy Mirhab Chavez with Hollywood Paranormal. Of course, you can check her out at Hollywood Paranormal on Instagram and check out all her Instagram stories. Make sure you uh, share and like and follow all her stuff there. And uh, she'd really appreciate that. So we'll be getting into our interview here with her here in a second. Please don't go anywhere. This is Vincent Lords with Paranosis, and you're listening to Dark Fringe Radio. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Dark Fringe Radio. And my guest tonight is Miss Tammy Chavez from Hollywood Paranormal. Thank you for joining us tonight on Dark Fringe Radio. Tammy, thank you so much. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to talk about Los Spookies with you. It's Spookies, I know, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I listen, I've been following you for a while now. And, um, you know, everybody, please check her out. Holly Weird Paranormal on, um, on uh, Instagram. <laughs> your stories are the best, by the way. When I see <laughs> your stories pop up. I just like, all right, like, all right, I can't even like, I have to prepare myself mentally. Like, cause if I'm at work and I start scrolling through my stories, it's like, okay, yeah, I can't watch a story right here. Cause I'm gonna start cracking up laughing too loud. And my other coworkers are gonna act like I'm crazy or something, but yeah, check out her page there. Holly weird paranormal and on Instagram. You'll definitely love everything that you do. Well, and, uh, <laughs> oh no, it's great. And Tammy, how are you doing? How's everything? I am pretty warm right now. It is hotter than Hades in California right now. <laughs> I am like, are we in spring? What is there? So summer? Yeah. It is. Yeah, like, yeah. It goes from warm to crispy all of a sudden in California. Yeah. But yeah, yes, I'm well, trying to stay cool. <laughs> that's awesome. And listen, I mean, uh, we have so much to talk about. I mean, you've been doing paranormal investigating for quite some time now. You also have your podcast. Could you mention your podcast as well? Sure. I am the co-host and creator of Hollyweird Paranormal Podcast, and it's been up and running for almost four years now. I have a co-host. Awesome. His name is Bryce Mitchell-Williams. He's a little more of a skeptic, which is great to have in a team yes. um, or in a duo when you're talking about the paranormal. And we talk about Hollywood True Crime and its Paranormal Association or anything weird 
and paranormal, you know, connected in the city. So yeah, there's yeah. a lot of that. There's a lot of tales and there's a lot of legends and there's a lot of weird in California. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. You're surrounded by a lot of legend lore and just a, you know, a plethora oh, of just, yeah, yeah, just different, you know, things that happen in history in, in that area alone. Let me ask you this, Tammy, what got you started in the paranormal? Let me ask you that because we've never had you on the podcast here. A lot of people may not know you on my podcast. You know, I've interviewed you on another podcast, but on here, if you could tell my, uh, my listeners, where, where did this whole fascination of the paranormal come from? What got you started? Uh, growing up in New Orleans, I mm. am originally from a very haunted city, New Orleans. And growing up, I never had a personal experience. I just mm. knew I grew, I was growing up in a very mysterious and unique. And yes, I will use the word spooky city. You felt it. You could yeah. feel it. You just knew. And growing up, I was always surrounded and um, always tuned into legends and ghost stories of my hometown. And I grew up with the legends of the Rougarou, which was the swamp werewolf. I grew up with ghost stories that, you know, were connected to the homes in St. Charles and um, off of St. Charles Avenue and Mm -hmm. and so much more in the French Quarter. So, yeah, that's pretty much where I got my big interest from was just growing in that growing up in that city. And then, of course, yeah. you know, as you're growing up and, you know, you're getting, you know, adjusted to more great literature, of course, scary stories <laughs> to tell in the dark is another one right. that really amplified my interest. And then it just mm-hmm. catapulted from there. It's amazing that book, how influential that book was. Um, oh a lot God, of people yeah. don't talk. About, I mean, we talk about it in, you know, joking fashion, you know, us paranormal investigators and people who are into this stuff. I mean, we talk about it, kind of joke about it. But in reality, it really did influence a lot of people from that era to what they are now. It's amazing, isn't it? 100 percent. And not to mention the illustrations they were I think it's by Alan Swartz I could be wrong but um those illustrations really hit home you're like whoa that really ooh when you turn the page you're like "Uh, I'm a little I'm a little scared oh my god you know (laughs) the woman is having spiders coming out of her damn cheek you know right right yeah exactly yeah yeah. But that really, yeah, yeah, it amplified it for all of us. We were just so glued to that book. Yeah, it was an amazing book and it definitely influenced a lot of people in the paranormal field, I think, today. Let's talk about uh, New Orleans, of course. Um, You just talked about something, how you could feel the energy there. And um, I want to tell you a really quick story about my first um, encounter in New Orleans. The first time I actually went there was about three years ago. And um, I was super excited to go because I've never been there and I knew all this knowledge and I just wanted it just to be there, see it for myself. Um, I visited the um, Museum of Death that's there, that they have there mm-hmm. as well. That was a spooky place. I mean, you felt weird after you left there. Oh, yeah. Um, we have one here in Hollywood. And let me tell you, yeah, yeah. you <laughs> you want to curl up in a fetal position after leaving that place for sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 You probably want to listen to just like happy music or something because oh, you're God, in a completely yeah. different space mentally. Um, but the one thing that I, I, I just want to mention when I was there was that the feeling of the electricity in the city, it felt like there was electricity running through the ground to me. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. And even more so at night when the, you know, the city started kind of turning up more and more at night it was just a feeling of this electricity I've never felt before in any other place. I mean, I've been to a lot of places in the United States. I have, you know, I'm one of those traveling salespeople, you know, for many years. And I've been to a lot of cities and nothing compares to New Orleans, nothing. 
Absolutely, 100%. And people even feel that when they go to Savannah. And um, I mean, Savannah, you're literally walking over dead people. I mean, that's another old city too that has a lot of crazy stories, true stories. And, and like New Orleans, that's so amazing that you even said that you feel that energy and electricity. Um, pe- you feel it. You feel it there. It's very palpable. And especially after Hurricane Katrina, um, mm. I'll never forget it when I had a couple of friends tell me, you know, I think it was like almost eight months after the hurricane and they were visiting. You know, they told me, you know, Tammy, after we left, you know, we felt this heaviness. It was such this this weight and this dark heaviness that you just kind of walked away with um from new orleans and i you know i would constantly hear that from other people who visited too so it yeah it's definitely palpable whatever's there yeah it's definitely and it's very powerful so um tammy let's talk about some of your most recent investigations and i'm actually really excited about talking about this (laughs) um because you recently investigated the la was it police museum is that correct the LAPD Police Museum. Oh my God! Wow. <laughs> Tell me about this place, Tammy. Please. Wow. Um, oh I God. was connected to this place through our friends, our pair, uh, our podcast friends, LA Not So Confidential, uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Scott and Dr. Shiloh. Dr. Shiloh used to be a police officer, and she would always tell me about this museum in Highland Park. She's like, Tammy, you need to go. It is hunt. It is a hundred percent haunted. And I'm like, why? Right. Well, first off, the building is really old. It was built in the 20s. It was a functioning police department and then it was turned into a museum and the museum houses one of the most famous all the famous cases that are based out of california everything from the black dahlia to the chicken coop murders to marilyn monroe um the um, sla shootout the north hollywood shootout along with the um charles manson and the family um murders so I contacted them and I was like, Hey, can we just interview you? And they were super sweet. And they invited um, me and Bryce and we know how it goes with Bryce. Um, (laughs) He he was a little scared. He's not only the skeptic, but the scaredy cat. And I was like, okay, well, you know, we'll be, you know, we're in a pandemic, you know, we'll keep it very sterile, very small. And well, it's funny that you say that because, and I kind of give him credit for being scared because that's real. That's yeah. stuff that really happened and it's in there in history. It's encased in there and it's it got to be just a, a soup of just, you know, residual energy. It, it really is. And at first, I, you know, I walking in didn't know that they had a lot of the stuff in the mm. exhibits. I really didn't know until I right. walked in with two of my friends, Matt Lytle and Chris Caleb from the show Ghost Loop. And we met the assistants, we met the chair, they gave us an entire tour of everything. We were there with another paranormal group who first investigated the museum, Dark Horse Paranormal. And Mm. um, I mean, Bob, the chairman took us everywhere. And not only did he take us everywhere, I mean, he took us into places that I didn't know existed in the museum. He took us into a room that had the 66 plus boxes of the Charles Manson um, murder cases from La Bianca, to even Sharon Tate. And then he comes in with this old box in front of me and he's like, you want to know what's in this box? And I'm like, oh my God, what's in the box? What is in the box? Oh, just like seven. (laughs) Seven. And I love it, it says Monroe. And I'm like, no. He's like, this is the Marilyn Monroe case box. This is from her investigation. And I said, stop it. He said, yeah, what's it? I can't open the box. We 
you know, really can't show you what's in here. Um, we're not allowed to, we can only show you the boxes, but um, it's like, there's a lot of things that belong to the investigation and a lot of her personal belongings are inside this box. I was just thinking, can I at least hold the box at least? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, it, yeah, it was just, you walked into that room and you just felt like, who you felt so many emotions. Um, mm, but sure. it, I mean, that whole entire place is so active and it's just not the place itself. It's like also what it embodies. So my investigation kind of took a turn. It's not just what's in the building. It's also what's inside these exhibits, which were right. these um, case boxes, these items and weapons that belong to Charles Manson, that belong to, you know, famous, famous um, cases and murder cases, like the chicken coop murders. I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is insane. And then I walk into a dark room and I, I didn't even know what room it was. I mean, I was being right. led from one room to the next and they, you know, they would turn on the light and tell me, oh, this is the SLA shootout room. Oh, this is, you know, our, you know, uh, vintage police officer uniform room. And then I go into this other room and man, right when I walked in, I could feel my heart racing. Like it was like this palpitation right. and I felt like this anxiety and I'm like, what the hell? This is really different. And mm -hmm. then one of the assistants turns on the lights and I'm greeted by two masked figures holding guns. They're mannequins. And it <laughs> scared the crap out of me. And they're like, oh, and this is our North Hollywood shootout. I'm like, uh -huh, I think I got, um, I got the gist of that. So yeah. we have this exhibit that is dedicated to the 1997 North Hollywood shootout that occurred here in North Hollywood in my home city right here, um, where I currently live, literally five minutes away from my apartment, where these two masked, armed, and armored criminals, uh, Larry Smith Jr. and Emil Matsurano, walked into a Bank of America, and they attempted to rob it. But let's just say that um, it was one of the most intense and insane shootouts between LAPD and these two men who were ever. Yeah. I mean, uh, yes. Yeah. Ever. It yeah. changed yeah. the way police, you know, you know, approach robberies. Right. Yeah. 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 And these two men, let's just say they didn't make it, of course, you know, but they, I mean, it was a day where LAPD felt like they were going to be outgunned because these right. men carried military grade weapons. This exhibit yeah. had everything. I'm sure the level of uh, electricity when you saw that just, I mean, rose right through your spine. I mean, it really just did. Be, yeah, because, you know, the level of intensity of what that was. I mean, if and if for those that don't know, I mean, because it happened some time ago, um, I'm sure it's somewhere on YouTube. You can look it up and it's the most intense wow. thing that you'll ever see because it and not only that, because it lasted for so long as well. And yeah. you're just like, you know, you're just like, okay, is this ever going to end? You're like, what's was, going on? Like it, you felt like you're watching a movie. Like you could see the news footage on, if you really want to go down a rabbit hole, um, one of the robbers shoots himself and the news cameras and channels captured the whole entire ordeal. It's yeah. really intense. And yeah. this museum and the exhibit has everything that the, the actual clothing and weapons that they carried and wore that day. So, you know, you already know that that room is just insane to be good with. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 <laughs> so were you able and or allowed to do any type of um, like investigating in there? I mean, were you able to do like EVP absolutely. like work? Were you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. We did um, EVP sessions. We did voice box sessions. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we just, I learned, you know, I learned in every investigation that, and that, you know, there's certain ways that you can make communication, certain ways to conduct certain sessions. Right. And there are times where spirits going to want to communicate 
with how they feel they're going to want to communicate. So we collected a lot of great EVPs. EVP sessions work really great in the museum. We had mm-hmm. a REM pod barely went off. We had yeah. um, other detectors that, you know, if you like my EDI, for example, if you just like right. tap on it, like, or is the right. energy is supposed to tap on it, it's supposed to show like these lights and everything, nothing. Mm-hmm. But when it came to EVPs and other things, they were all for it. Like even the first investigation that was there, the television and the next exhibit all of a sudden turned on. We wow. heard footsteps, we heard doors slamming. I mean, they were getting warmed up within time. And of course, going back and researching and listening to the audio, it was just amazing the amount of EVPs that I got. And yeah. um, it's so weird how second- some places are like that, right? How like nothing yeah. else goes off, but it's just EVPs, nothing but EVPs. It's, it's- it's crazy. And then the second time, you know, I went back and then Bob, the chairman comes in with a box, a, a, a briefcase of personal items that belong to one of uh, the robbers, Emil, like his birth certificate and wow. passport. And he was like, you could use this in, in the, in the investigation. Cause we went back for the 24th anniversary. And that mm-hmm. one is where we did the Estes method. And I've never done that. And that one was one of the best sessions I've ever done because I've never perform the yes this method let me let me um i think that's the method where you cover your eyes while you do almost like an evp evp session but your eyes kind of like deprivate your senses a little in a way almost yes sensory deprivation yeah so the estes method was created i believe in 2017 by three investigators um and connor randall i think is the is one of them from estes Yeah, from Estes Park, Colorado. They're the ones who coordinate the haunted tours in the Stanley. Oops, sorry, there's a plane. Oh, that's (laughs) okay. (laughs) In the Stanley Hotel in Colorado. And yeah, pretty much what it is, is that you hook up these noise-canceling headphones to an SB7 box, and you blindfold yourself, and you're the only one that could hear what's being received from the SB7, so it removes a lot of group bias, which I absolutely love. And throughout that session, I was coming up with so many, you know, names and, and statements and sentences. And at one point I felt like there were three different types of energies that were trying to like fight for the mic, me being the mic. And at one point I felt like I'm, this scared me so much and you could hear it on part two of our podcast. Um, but I felt footsteps that were walking behind me and Mm. I, and I, it kind of clicked in my head. I'm like, wait, no one was standing behind me. And I could have felt one of the investigators who were in the room with me walk past me, right. which I didn't. And I, t- I was like, whoa, 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 hold up. Who's behind me? And I, 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 turned, yeah, I had to like, clicked. it clicked it in clicked. your head. You're like, oh, wait. Oh yeah. 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 And I was yeah. like, who was behind me? There, no, no one's behind me. I'm like, who was walking? I felt it. Like I felt someone like, like it was pounding of footsteps and right. And right when I put back the headphones, it's the SP7 box said, it's me. I'm like, oh, oh here we go. No. <laughs> here we go. Oh, hell no. It's I me. Like, did you, did yeah, you get a name by chance? Oh, no. Larry. Yeah, we got Larry. Larry we got the names Gus. And yeah. um, we found out that one of the entities is connected with one of the assistants. So he is the ex-boyfriend of one of the assistants who passed, I think, a year or two ago. And he had been all along the heavy presence that was behind her in her office looking over her. So mm. it was, it, mm. I mean, if you listen to the episodes, you'll, 
you'll, yeah, you'll hear everything, but we came up with a lot of amazing things. Debbie, where can people hear those episodes? Just so I could put that on here now. And that way everybody can hear that. Oh, sure. You can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast fix. And it's, um, if you go on Apple Podcasts, type in Holly Weird Paranormal Podcast, or you could go on our website at hollyweirdparanormal.com and you can tune into our our latest episodes and past seasons. Yeah. Great website, by the way. I checked it out because I'm always checking everybody's (laughs) website. Yeah, no, because I always try to get ideas and try to, you know, uh, you know, obviously copy and you know whatever i think is good i you know, understand but, yeah. look you have to learn <laughs> how to do and be everything a graphic uh, designer a web designer a sound engineer as we were discussing earlier we were talking is, about that earlier yeah. yeah it's a lot of work it's a yeah. it's and then being a paranormal investigator on top of everything on top of that know, yeah people don't hard. understand People don't understand how difficult it is actually running a podcast. A lot of the things that you have to do, the editing, you know, how much time it takes, the dedication, getting things right, you know, making sure that you sound professional and yeah. And, you know, and if you're a perfectionist, even worse, you know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's I'm, I'm, I'm in that category right now. And yeah, I'm always crying in the middle of the night. My husband's like, what's going on? I'm like, I can't, and it's not, it's not, it's not saving. (laughs) It's not (laughs) saving as an MP3. Yeah. (laughs) Like what's going on? Or I'm working on the website. I'm like, I think I deleted a page on accident. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Been there, Mm -hmm. been there. So Tammy, your time there at the LA uh, police museum there. Uh, I mean, I'm sure uh, so overwhelming. And I just, you know, I encourage everybody to go check that out on your, uh, your podcast. And um, what was the, you, that I could maybe ask you the, the, the one piece of maybe evidence that you saw there that, that really hit you the most? Was it the, uh, was it the LA, the, the shootout that, did that hit you the most? That hit me the most was the LAPD shootout because it's it just, um, I didn't get like emotional. It was just like, you just, feel, you just felt anxious in that room. And I remember like, I did a video of that room and a friend of mine saw it and she is a medium. She's like, Oh my God. I, she's like, did you, did you feel like your heart was about to burst out of your chest? I'm like, yes, that's what I felt. She's like, I hated that video. I just felt so anxious and so nervous. Uh, And I said, yeah, she's like, I also felt like I was on something. And I said, you know what, you know, what was so crazy that I learned is that before Larry and Emil robbed attempted to rob the bank of america they were on barbiturates they they were on some heavy drugs to help calm their nerves to which is why they were just like so like casually you know walking down the street shooting at cops you know throughout the whole entire 44 minutes that that shootout happened and she's like that's kind of what i picked up and it's funny because she just didn't know much about it which i found so interesting What's your take on psychics? I'm curious because everybody in the paranormal hit field hit or miss, right? It's, it's hit or miss for me. Like I find the ones who I like the ones that look like moms and friends of yours. You know what I mean? They don't look so hard to look like the typical psychic that you see on TV. The ones that I find to be full of BS are the ones that have to remind you that they are a psychic and they constantly bring up that they're a psychic. Usually the ones that are legit are the ones that don't remind you that they're a psychic. They're the ones that don't like to mention that because they don't want that attention on themselves. 
yeah, but yeah. um yeah i mean it's hit or miss with me like you're like when i meet them i'm like okay all right well we'll see you know i'm just gonna the ones yeah no, the, the ones that i like are the ones like the viejos or the viejitas you know what i mean yes. the old little you know that have been uh-huh. around and they've seen things for a long time and like you said they don't talk about it but when it needs to come out it comes out and then, then it's just like man how the hell do you know all this stuff exactly exactly right and it's always like that right trust me in hollywood it's <laughs> it's it's interesting to, to come across a few of them i'm like okay <laughs> yeah it's probably different there yeah i'm sure it's right very very different and i have some friends who i know it's their job and i'm like no but i think you really are legit like you know what you're talking yeah. about things yeah. that you that you you mentioned to me have actually happened so i'm kind of yeah i'm not i'm I'm, I'm, I want to say I'm a, I'm 60, 40 with you. <laughs> yeah, I get you. I got it. I got you because, you know, I, I, I'm the same way. I've seen it uh, be so on point and then I've seen it go completely left field and I'm like, okay, you know, yeah. it is what it is. I think some people are in tune. Some people aren't. And I just, I, I think you like what you said, the ones that are really are in tune won't tell you that they are <laughs> and blow, yeah, you know, yeah. bloat about it and, you know, you know, always have to advertise it. But um, Tammy, you have such an interesting history. You know, we've talked about New Orleans, you know, you know, growing up in a Hispanic household, I'm sure, you know, you were probably groomed at a young age to like believe a lot in the supernatural, correct? Um, not so much. No, it really? was something that was, okay. yeah, it was something that was not discussed too much in our household. It just was never brought up. And especially like growing up with my grandmother in Honduras, there are times where I would go and spend many summers there. And she was just very much a God-fearing woman, but I always knew that there was something unique and special about my grandmother. And it wasn't until like a year or two ago where I realized and found out, no, she had a lot of like sensitive gifts. And, uh, you know, through my sister and I, like we found like, oh, those are gifts that, you know, we noticed that we've had, you know, my sister is, you know, very much clairsentient and, um, I'm very much clairvoyant and no, yeah. Clairvoyant and clair, um, gustance where mm-hmm. I can literally like feel and even like smell and at times taste, which is really interesting, but I noticed that weird how more, it affects certain senses, huh? Oh my God. It's so weird. And the more you investigate, I'm sure you probably noticed this too, or anyone that's listening, the more you investigate and you open yourself up more, the more you start to see and feel those, Mm -hmm. you know, gifts or those senses get very, very strong within time. So that is something I noticed. Yeah. It's funny. Like something that my mom used to say all the time, even when I was a kid, you know what I mean? The ones who are looking. Oh my God. I feel like I've heard that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure probably like it clicked somewhere in your history. Yeah. But yeah, she's always said that. And it's so true. It's like the ones that you, when you listen, if you're going to look for it, you're going to find something. Now, yeah, whether you're yeah. prepared to find what you're looking for, that's another thing. You know what I mean? Exactly. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Tammy, what's um, next up for you? What's going on? I know um, COVID has hit everybody pretty hard. Let me ask you this. This is a question that I have for you because I had the same question for somebody else that I talked to uh, recently. And, and, you know, it was everybody's different. But, you know, since COVID hit, do you find it it's harder to, like, get into places to do paranormal investigating or is it easier? Actually, I've been paranormal investigating a lot more during the pandemic. Yeah. And yep. at first it was a little hard, but because of the contacts that I've had here, mm-hmm. you know, I had a lot of friends that are like, well, I trust you and um, we'll keep it very, 
very minimal, no teams, you use your own equipment and it'll just be either, you know, us two or just you. And, and I would say, okay, that's fine. You know? And right. I realized that, um, I've been actually getting called in a lot to do personal and private investigations at, um, people's personal residence. And have you done a lot of those? I've done t- two of them already. And, okay. um, the first oh, one was, oh my God, they were amazing. They were absolutely yeah. amazing. Um, it's that whole thing of like people, I don't know if you read that article or heard about it in the New York times, but there's this article that people have been experiencing more paranormal activity during the pandemic and well, they're um, home more. yeah, they're home more. So it. they're noticing yeah. a lot of the things that usually happen yeah. when they're not home happening exactly. or because, right. you know, of their senses, you know, because, you know, they're, they're anxious, they're feeling things, they're feeling a little depressed. And sometimes that could be a magnet for a lot of other, uh, energies, I guess you can say. Right. But, um, (laughs) oh, absolutely. Which was the example. I went to a apartment in Hollywood and it's a big building. And Mm -hmm. these were students of mine who, you know, I used to teach at school and help with their costumes and stuff. And it's, I want to say it was like four of them in this apartment. And I've done a walkthrough in their apartment before, but it seems like things have gotten worse because they brought in new people to live with them. And Mm -hmm. I find out that those people have special gifts one comes from a family of psychics he doesn't like to talk about it there you go but he's like no I'm I'm very in tune with this stuff and even one of the girls um who was living there longer she's like yeah ever since he moved in here things have been amplifying so <laughs> I'm like yeah because they know how sensitive he opening. is yeah, yeah and there's they, an opening yeah. there they're right. like, oh, party time, you know, party in, yep. you know, room three, whatever, you know. So um, <laughs> the second time I went there, you know, I did a walkthrough, an electronic walkthrough with a with a friend of mine who's a medium. And mm-hmm. we, we did it via um, FaceTime. And she was picking up on a lot of things that, you know, they told me, but didn't tell her. So I knew that she was legit. She was like, oh, you're, you're, oh, I don't like this room. And they're like, yeah, we don't like it either. She's like, yeah, you're feeling this. And that, and pretty much to the conclusion, she's like, this is a building that has a lot of energy coming in and out. And she mm-hmm. said, we can remove whatever's there right now, but new visitors are going to come in and they're going to stay. And it's this constant rotation, especially in the location. You have the Hollywood, um, I think it's the Hollywood Legion Hall down the street. You also mm-hmm. have the Roosevelt on the opposite side, Frank and Musos, it's like a trifecta of all these things around them. And then she tells me, she's like, Tammy, I want you to do this. She's like, have you done any research on the land? And I said, no, not yet. She's like, you're going to find something. Trust me. And I said, okay, all right. So a few days later, I am going through newspapers.com. I'm talking to a historian friend of mine, you know, what, you know, what is on the, what was on this land? And then, yeah, yeah, what is going on? And then it turns out that what was on the, on the land where that apartment building was built was the Earl Gates and Crane funeral home. And this funeral home was one of the biggest, (laughs) fanciest funeral homes. And it used to do the wakes and the funerals for famous Hollywood silent film stars. Wow. And It was just, I mean, I had to do a double take on the address. I'm like, it's, it's there. Oh my God. (laughs) It was just so amazing. It was just like, no wonder. And of course 
the the kids that are in this in this apartment they're all actors and actresses so i'm sure like whatever's there is probably connected to them yeah and yeah they feel like maybe it's a younger version of themselves or something exactly. you know exactly right, and yeah. you know i felt bad because like when you're doing paranormal investigations especially for a private client you want to help them and there's right. a code of ethics that is involved and it's like I feel, and I tell them like, I'm like, guys, I really feel because of what's going on in today's climate, you guys are going through a lot of mental instability. I feel mm -hmm. like you guys really need to speak to a therapist because especially for some of you who are very sensitive and looking at the guy who's a psychic, I'm like, you, you? are, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you are becoming yeah, more and more of a magnet. Like the more negative you feel, the more mm -hmm. that, that that's what you guys are going to attract here. And they had a couple of not so great entities in that space. And trust me, there, you, you know, that electricity you felt in New Orleans, that is electricity. I felt in certain areas of that apartment. I, you just felt, you felt it. And, um, and you know, there's, it was, it sucks that, you know, I told them there's nothing really, I can't do about it. The only right. thing that's I what my next was, question was going to be to you. Like, do you, did you tell them, Hey, listen, you could either deal with this or you could leave because this is not going to yes. change. I'm yeah. like, this is not good. And even, you know, my friend who was a medium, she was like, I could come in. I could take out whoever's there for right now. But like I said, you're going to have new visitors come in. It's going to be a weird rotation. Yeah. yeah. And she said, what you can do is you just have to ignore it. You can tell it to leave you alone. Just don't give it attention because it's going to give you attention back. If you do, you know, if you do so, you know, yeah. if you acknowledge it, if you acknowledge it, um, mm -hmm. And of course, after I left, they were experiencing a lot more, but they were doing more positive things. They were going out as a group together. One of them was seeing a therapist. Um, the other girl, I think she, another person moved back home. She's like, no, I needed to leave. Like I needed to get out of the city and things started to calm down a lot more in the apartment. So that it's was amazing. something just alone. What that alone will do for, yeah. you know, the energy in a place like that. Huh? Exactly. And I was like, see, you know, you know, things are going to happen, right? They're like, yeah, sometimes you, you do feel like you're not alone in a certain room, but like you said, we ignore it and we don't acknowledge it and it leaves us alone. So I was like, okay, good. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> imagine, like opening, imagine opening like your bedroom door, like in your apartment and all of a sudden you see like a funeral home. Oh, oh my oh. God. Well, it was really oh. weird because the medium picked up, they would see this tall black figure in the kitchen oh, and the medium yeah. told them, yeah, they, she's like, he is connected to the land. And she was like, it makes sense. I think he was one of the morticians or someone there, but wow. he was connected to whatever was there. So, yeah. um, yeah, it oh. was, it was such an interesting investigation, but it was such an amazing find. Well, I can imagine. I mean, I, I've I've not done one of those yet. I, I actually I'm really looking forward to doing one of those. Um, mm -hmm. I just don't know what to expect because <laughs> obviously it's a lot different. Um, yeah. But yeah, I can only imagine. And then, you know, trying to help the people that are there, which is the main goal of the thing and having, like you said, the certain amount of ethics when you go into that, you have to go into that. Um, be respectful because obviously those people are the ones that are living there um, and they're the ones that are dealing with that. And I'm sure. There's, I'm sure, so many different, you know, things that are, you have to worry about everybody's, you know, attitude towards it. You know, so per, one person doesn't believe the other person does. And, you know, that yeah. creates a whole you know, dynamic as well. Um, Absolutely. You know, and, I, 
And I've heard also from other investigators, like where you find one person is so attached to property where they don't even want to go. Like they, they find themselves that they want to stay there, even though everybody else is like being tortured, you know, literally, you know, by these, you know, energies or entities or whatever you want to call them, you know, that they're so attached to the place. They don't want to leave. So, you know, you get those different levels of things and I'm just sure it's just very emotional when you go into something like that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, they were kind of getting a little emotional too, because you could tell like, you know, their lives were completely changed and I felt for them because there were students that, you know, were attending my, my job, my school, um, all of them couldn't graduate. They couldn't finish their finals. They couldn't say good, like give an official goodbye to their friends, it, you know, right. and to know like they're not going to be able to be a part of this industry for a very long time. It's going to be very hard. So That's tough. yeah, it's very, well, very tough. Listen, Tammy, uh, what's next on the horizon for you? Um, I'm trying to organize another paranormal investigation at um, another facility and it's going to be the March time aviation museum here in Los Angeles. Yeah. So Dark Horse Paranormal, who um, met up with us at the LAPD Museum, Mm -hmm. they kind of gave me a contact at that museum. And they're like, if you want something really active, that's a really active place. So (laughs) I'm like, I'm game for it. So you have so many cool places over there and um you know i'm i'm so like i love when you go to different places because i'm so into like all the stuff on the west coast because I, you know being on the east coast over here you know i kind of know everything i know where, and i've seen it all like a thousand times so yeah. but on the west coast you know it's like oh what is this place i've never it's seen so this i know we were so talking different. about it yeah, yeah south yeah, florida yeah, has yeah. a lot of crazy haunts and i'm i'm oh, game for it yeah. i'm game to go over there and hunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah there's some crazy places. i'll take you listen there's plenty of places but um so tammy tell everybody again where they could find you uh your podcast and of course uh your instagram page of course you could find us at hollywood paranormal on facebook tiktok and instagram and at twitter at hwp podcast and if you want to stalk us a little more you can go yes. on our website, which is hollyweirdparanormal.com, and you can listen to our podcast anywhere you get your podcast fix, which is Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio, um, what else, Deezer, and even mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Awesome. 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 Mm-hmm. Tammy, listen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I mean, you've... Aww. you've. Uh, I've, I've been wanting to have you on here for so long. And this is actually the second take for those that don't know, uh, we've actually done this before and the audio got all screwed up and it was all my fault. And I take complete blame for that, but it's a pleasure having you on here. We're going to definitely have to have you on again. And if oh, the yeah. future holds correctly, we'll maybe doing some investigations together in the future. So Absolutely. Really- 100% I'm all for it. And thank you for all having right. me. All right, Tammy. Thank you so much and have a great night. You too. Thank you so much. Will. all right. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Miss Tammy Mirhab Chavez with Hollywood Paranormal. Uh, thank you so much again for coming on the podcast. And we really enjoyed it. Uh, our conversation. You're going to have to definitely come back on again in the future to talk about all the other investigations that you've done in the past. So, again, follow her at Hollywood Paranormal on Instagram and follow all her stories. So uh, Jay, before we say goodnight uh, and tell everybody uh, adieu, as they say, um, we like that what they say. Adieu. Yes. Leave it to them, William. (laughs) Uh, But we like to do a little segment called the what, uh, what to watch and Jay. uh, Yeah. What do you have this week for us for what to watch? I have two things actually. 
the first one, certainly the more mainstream, bigger one, uh, the one I've been planning on all week and have been certainly binge watching is the Winter Soldier and Falcon. Ah, yes. It's a Marvel Disney property. Yeah. Uh, and much like WandaVision, it is set up in more of a mini series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's definitely an offshoot of the main Marvel uh, MCU. But they keep those those mythos. They really do a good job of scaling it kind of down. And pre- it seems like both are preparing for the next few movies to come out. Right. Um, right. So they're really good. They're very entertaining. Even though, honestly, the Winter Soldier Falcon. Does he come off as like a little bitch? That's what I heard. I'm sorry yeah. to say it like that, but I, he does spend part of it kind of pissing and moaning. If I'm honest, yeah, the amount of I'm, I'm going to say this realize, friends, I know I'm white. OK, <laughs> and I know there's been a shit ton of oppression. Uh. And I I want equality also. And I know there's systemic racism. OK, that being said. Man, do they hate white people. <laughs> Man, do they hate white people. That whole show. Yeah. Whole, yeah. There's some things that are super duper blatant. Like, right, right. It is just right in your face. Yeah. Uh, and there are certain things that if I were to do it in exact inverse, I would be in a lot of trouble. But this isn't. And that's okay. I understand. And again, Equality, I'm with it. I really swear to God, I am. I am. My best friend is Puerto Rican. I, I can really. attest to you, Jay. I don't ever recall you Just saying anything super, racist. Yeah. It's super duper obvious. And at some point, don't yeah. we at least say, like, I mean. Well, then again, Jay, you have to understand too, you have to go with what's popular right now and oh, what, the, yeah. what the mainstream media is pushing, right? 100%. And what is 100%. the mainstream media pushing right now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Anti-black and white. Yeah, I know. It's definitely a divide of, of races, huge, right? That's huge what they're pushing. racial casualness. And anything that they can like push as and far as a racial divide. I don't think, I honestly don't think it's quite as bad. I, I think the more, negative gets more press than the positive, unfortunately. Of course it does. Um, of course it does. And, and again, it's a great show, and they, they really do lean into it, which it does kind of fit the narrative. Right. It's, it was, I was just taking a bit back, but it really was entertaining. I still watched the whole thing. I watched the whole series. Yeah. Uh, um, I even went back and rewatched a couple to make sure I understood it. <laughs> make sure you had a mental grab on it. Yeah. 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 Instead of just sitting there. Anyways, great, uh, great, great show. It's again, setting up the next uh, evolution of the MCU, which should be yeah, uh, pretty course. entertaining to see. Yes. My other one, the one that is the Dark Horse, came out of nowhere, complete left field. Uh-oh. Um, there's a movie coming out, and I, I have yet to find out what platform it's coming on. I believe it's going to be Netflix. Uh, but you guys can go to YouTube and pull up the trailer for Tap Dance Man. Mm. Um, I believe it's a British film. And mm-hmm. the premise is it's a, a man who is losing his mind but what he sees, the, the almost schizophrenic um, psychosis the former takes on is this, this tap dance man, which is this uh, over-the-top black, black and white actor. Right? Yeah, yeah like, he does like the whole, he's got like that, you know, how we have the face paint? Right. Where the, like the mouth and the eyes were extra white. Like the jester? White. Right. So it's got that. So it's got the big white mouth that's painted on. It's, you know, black face. 
right. big white mouth, big white eyes, right. and it'll over accentuate it, wears top hat, speaks yep. in that, that kind of time language. Right. Um, super duper creepy. I mean, and that shit sounds creepy enough as it is right there. I'm not, I'm not a horror movie guy. I think we've, <laughs> we got that. Right. So what about this movie intrigues you, Jay? Like, I, I don't know. I think it's because. Because I, I know you not to be a horror movie guy at all. I'm not. Like, I'm not. But no, I, I know. I like, like, if you watch a horror movie, it's probably with me. And that's and, about and it. And it's totally against my, it's, it's, <laughs> I it was not my choice. Right. It was not your choice. It was my choice. Not my choice. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's how that go. It that has how it's always been, friends. Right. How it's always been. Yeah. Uh and William knew I really was afraid of Nightmare on Elm Street. So that seemed to be the one we watched a lot. That and the Friday yeah, the 13th. No, I kind of stayed away from it. I stayed away from it. Yeah. No, you stayed away from the ones that really scared the piss out of me. Yeah. <laughs> How many times do we see Freddy died? I mean, Christ. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Anyway. But yeah. Um, I think I like. I like the ideology, a new spin on a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like how they take, they take the zeitgeist of what's happening on right now with the race divide. And yeah, and if you look justices. at it that way, the symbolism, yeah, I could see that. So it's, it's prevalent, but not so in your face that it's so, so I like the way that they're they're keeping it part of the story. They're they're right. keeping it. It's a part of the narrative, right. but it's not the overwhelming driving force of the right. narrative. Yeah, I get it. Um, very it, from what I from from what I saw, it was very tasteful. It seemed to be very intriguing. That the when you learn that the tap dance man is is just a figment of this guy's imagination. Um, I want to see how they this how they play it out in the movie. I want to see how these interactions, kind of like a Fight Club, gotcha. You know where you didn't realize that Brad Pitt was imaginary until the very end. <laughs> but with this, you you kind I get the feeling you're going to get part of that story throughout it, right? But the show, I, I want to see how that happened and how he comes to that realization and how they put it together, basically. And right, I, I'm right. very curious. So it seems very in, in, intriguing. The Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde spin with some of the current things that are happening. And, and it just looks like a really neat movie. Yeah, listen, I mean, that sounds like a hell of a premise for a movie. Um, I'm into like another twist of an old tale. I love that, by the way. Um, yeah. You know, when they ever could like, you know, bring back an old tale and give it a completely different twist on it. Um, I love. Um, yeah. But yeah, that sounds like a fucking great premise. I'm looking forward to seeing that movie. One movie that I'll watch that one with you, but you'll have to watch Spiral with me. Spiral is a offshoot of the Saw franchise, and it has Chris Rock in it and Samuel Jackson. And it has to do with the guy from Saw, and it just, I don't know. It, <laughs> it continues. It continues you, to see. You know, I can watch Tap Dance Man completely <laughs> on my own. <laughs> I am a, a I am almost a grown ass man. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> remember the last horror movie we saw together? Do you remember that one? Uh, the one we actually saw, or the one I slept through? No. Okay. Not not recently, but before that, before we saw those those fucking oh. old movies. Do you remember what was the last one we saw? I honestly don't. I'll tell you right now. It was the fucking Blair Witch Project. Oh my gosh, you're right. 
you remember when we saw that? We saw it at the movie theater over there I where do. the L- LA Fitness is over there. Off Gateway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no yes. there now to LA Fitness, but yeah, we oh saw. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> Holy remember shit! We walked out was that movie? forever ago. Yeah, remember we walked out of the movie? We were like, "What the fuck? What the fuck was that?" <laughs> no, I remember. I remember us both being like, "I don't get it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was freaked out, and I was like. Why was that dude just fucking staring at the wall? Yeah, I, I remember walking away being like, Ugh. that's fake. It's totally fake. Like, that's so fake. <laughs> like, that was, I was waiting for the shit that everyone was telling me was super scary. And I was right. supposed to be super scared. And I'm a bit of a bitch. <laughs> I, at no point in that movie was I ever scared. It was a psychological scare in a way. Because it was just like, oh, what is so going on? I wasn't scared because I'm stupid. No, I didn't say that. I'm just saying for me, it uh-huh. was like, for me, it was a psychological scare. Like, because you didn't see anything. That's the greatest part about that movie. You never saw the. You never saw the the protagonist. You know what I mean. You never no, saw I did, the. I did like how they did that. I did yeah. like how they did that. I, I like what. I think they achieved what they were going for. Right. There was a definite sense of realism. That was, you know, when reality shows were really hitting there. Just that lost tape footage, found footage, shit. Yeah, and think yeah. about it. It cost probably next to nothing to fucking make. I mean, yeah. what you got three actors in the woods and fucking camera equipment. That's pretty sticks. much it. Right. Sticks. <laughs> that was it. A lot of sticks. That's pretty much it. Right. A lot of branches. A lot of branches. Yeah. A lot yeah. of branches. Yeah. 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 But Covered that was the last miles. one that we saw before all of the last yeah. ones that we saw. That's crazy. But... My God, you're right. <laughs> but listen, Jay, thanks for those recommendations for uh, what to watch this weekend. We do appreciate it. All you guys uh, sticking with us and uh listening on uh this week's episode of dark fringe radio of course you can listen to our website i mean at our podcast at our website at darkfringeradio.com go straight there and you can make sure you can listen to all our latest episodes you can go to all the streaming sites that are linked right there at the top as well or scroll all the way down to the bottom you can see our latest episode right there uh, viewing or listening pleasure so um anything else for you uh, tonight jay before we say good night no no (laughs) Well, on that note, we thank you so much for joining us on another edition of Dark Fringe Radio. We'll see you guys again next week. Thank you for listening to Dark Fringe Radio recorded in the Mephistopheles Studios. Any correspondence can be sent to thedarkfringe at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.